don't have a plan. They just kind of wing it. So if you're just kind of doing random things, you're going to get random results or no results. Mm. And it's harder to stay motivated and consistent that way because there's no end goal. There's no specific plan catered to your goals other than just staying active. Uh, there should be some sort of intention when you're working out and your program should keep you on track and on top of it during the whole course of your journey. Hello, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. I like working out, but I hate working out by myself. When COVID first hit, I decided to walk to the grocery store and back once a week, which is a total of three miles. Then I started doing the stairs in my building. The true Stairmaster. I got a buddy to join me, and we did it with masks on. We went back to work, and people at his office either started getting COVID or in the presence of someone that had it. So he got nervous about us still working out, which I appreciated. He also had to quarantine. I don't want to be a dud, but I don't want to work out by myself. I need options. Yo, this is Reg Ferguson, fashion geek number one. How are you today? Welcome to the ride. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about us. Please tell them to subscribe and please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. A special shout goes to our producer, Search, and everyone down with the Fashion Geeks. If you have a question or a story suggestion, you can email me at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com or hit me up on the Insta at New York Fashion Geek. Today, we're going to talk with Tim Liu of Tim Liu Fitness, who's in Santa Monica. We're going to talk about something that the everyday man should be incorporating in their lives. We're going to talk about working out. Tim Liu in the building. How are you, man? I'm doing well, brother. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, no, no. Really my pleasure, man. Particularly because we never really have officially met. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? No, 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 no. It's kind of it's life. It's kind of right. life. Yeah, it's a bit, it's been a weird year, so, you, you know, it... It is what it is, but I'm glad we we finally connected. Oh no, absolutely. So, so for the audience, I just want to make clear: I saw Tim do a presentation at an event called Menfluential. Yes, that's a mouthful. And essentially, it was a confab in Atlanta. And if you think about it, Tim, we were in Atlanta when COVID unofficially started. It's crazy looking back at it because that was right before the beginning, before everything locked down. So we were kind of fortunate with the timing of everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's actually a wonderful segue. You're out there in Santa Monica. Are you keeping safe out there? I think so. You know, uh, we're out at the beach. You know, gyms are open outdoors, able to stay active. You know, restaurants are finally open for outdoor dining. Cases are going down here in L.A., so I think we're doing relatively good for given everything. Gotcha. Yeah, the outdoor gym, I definitely want to talk about that. I've, I've seen, I saw glimpses, I thought, on your Insta, so now you, uh, you affirm that for me. So before we go into our topic, 
please tell us. So what do you do? So what do you, so what do, you, do, you, do, you do? So I'm an online fitness and nutrition coach. I help busy men and women lose fat and build muscle without having to give up some of their favorite food and drinks. Wow. Yeah, that means you're everyone's hero. I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to really be honest with you. So when COVID hit here in New York City, I said to myself, <clears throat> I can't be sedentary. I'm naturally not, but because of the quarantining in place, I said to myself, I got to really figure out what to do for myself, for my body. During COVID, I was I was up for my annual checkup. And my doctor was like, hey, everything's fine. Everything's cool. He actually was like, you're this old? I'm like, shh, yes, I am. <laughs> but the one thing he said to me, said, Mr. Ferguson, really want you to work on weight training. So because when you get older, you know, your bones, you know, you fall, it's going to be a wrap. But if you're constantly doing strength training, working out, and I responded with a grumble, not because I'm adverse to working out. That's not the point at all. My thing, particularly in light of COVID, is I don't like working out by myself. I hate it. I really like the spark of having a partner and challenging each other. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, just, it's just how I am. I guess it's the ex-jock in me. So you actually, you have had an online business pre-COVID. Is that correct? Yeah. I was coaching clients online before the lockdown. And I think that with everything shut down, gym shut down, everyone's just working out from home. It just expedited all of my business to be fully online. So wonderful segue again. How has your brand and business been doing during COVID? It's been great. You know, while some industries have been crippled because of it, I've been very fortunate and grateful that I've been able to continue coaching clients, help them get fit uh, from the comfort of my own home while everything was shut down. It's been really good for me. It, I'm very grateful for, for my business doing well this past year. So when you say well, are we saying that your business increased or yes. maintained? Increased. increased. Yeah. Do you have a sense of percentage? Because I know you're very exact. <laughs> At least 40%. Oh, holy schmoly. Wow. Whew, good for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. No, no, seriously. I'm not blowing smoke. Uh, so I want to shout out a friend of mine, Alia Bassat. She is a strength and mobility coach. And actually, I'll connect you guys on the gram. Oh, she thanks, currently, man. Yeah, she currently is in Mexico. And she's like you. She's doing some video right now as we speak. I saw something right before we engaged for the pod. I was like, man, what a, what a, what a place to do your, uh, your exhibit of your exercises, Alia. <laughs> Mexico, huh? She's my, she's my neighbor. Lives across ah. the street from me. So, but the point is, she got into the online because of COVID. And again, you were doing online before. 
my question is, why did you even come up with the idea of doing online? The idea I was doing uh, before COVID, I was wanting to go to online because the life uh, and career of a personal trainer were limited by the amount of hours in the day. So we can only see X amount of people given, you know, how many free time we have. And by working online, I'm able to help more people from across the world so I can have more of an influence and help people improve their lives. Whereas if I'm just doing, you know, in-person coaching at a studio, I'm just stuck with, you know, there's like, uh, there's a cap on the amount of people that I can help and the reach that I have outside of that, you know? So it's just a good way for me to scale and to have a bigger audience and do so more work. Can, okay. So can you explain for the audience what it would be like to receive an online training from you? Okay, so if you do sign up with me, we start off with an initial video fitness assessment. We go over what your current fitness levels are like. We'll take you through a couple exercises to look at your form. And then based off of how you move and equipment you have available, I'm going to write your custom training program for you, get you into my training app. And then we'll do a diet coaching call. We'll go over what your eating habits are like, things to tweak habits to form so then that way we can make progress towards your goal whatever that might be hmm. so you know you said earlier that with your system an individual i'm sure to an extent mm -hmm. can eat what he or she wants yeah. Within reason, <laughs> let's. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, come on, man. I'm not. I'm not saying you like. <laughs> hey, Tim, I had five pizzas. There's just no results. This is ridiculous. Like, what? <laughs> is something wrong with my computer? Like, what is this? It's just. So no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that. I understand. <laughs> Within reason, and matter of fact, on your gram this weekend, you went to some cool. You know, because you're in California, I'll use this word. I wouldn't use this word in New York. You went to some cool pescatarian spot for a cheat day with a client, I assume. Uh, it was a uh, it's a seafood restaurant here in in uh, Newport Beach, Orange County area, and it was you know a free meal that I had. Uh, when I say free, I don't mean cost wise, but you know, and a meal where I can indulge a little bit, and then I get back on track with the next one. So, you know, it's not something you should be doing all the time because most people have been doing cheat meals for for days and weeks and their lives has been a cheat meal so they shouldn't <laughs> be doing that but i think if you've been pretty consistent and building good habits an off meal where you get to enjoy yourself a little bit is good is a good psychological break and helps you stay motivated so you don't feel deprived so it's more sustainable long term sure and again on your gram i know you've given really explicit exhibits of showing people that you can have dietary restrictions and the food doesn't have to be boring. Correct. Yeah. If, if your food is boring during your diet, you're probably not doing it right. There are so many ways to make your food taste good, whether it's seasonings, spices, different prep methods. Uh, that's a misconception. A lot of people get when it comes to eating healthy, they think you have to, do nothing but bland chicken breasts and broccoli, but that's not, <laughs> you know, if you like that more power to you, but you don't sure. have to eat that way, you know, three to four times a day, seven days a week in order to get results. 
Understood. Now you've got a thing, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a thing for sweet potatoes, don't you? I do like me some good sweet potatoes, absolutely. Regular okay. potatoes too. <laughs> don't discriminate you're again. <laughs> you're taking all spuds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never met a starch I didn't like. <laughs> So, but you brought up something that I don't have necessarily any type of dietary regimen, so to speak. I think I normally eat healthy. Certainly, if you did an assessment of me, I'm sure you'd be like, Mr. Ferguson, we have to talk. <laughs> but my point is I'm not, I'm not overweight mm-hmm. and I'm mindful, you know, without instruction, I'm mindful of what I eat. My aunt and I talk about this often because we're both tall and slim which is you know, a genetic makeup of a lot of our family, not all of the family, but a lot of the family. And, and we look good. But my point is, as I share with people, and she and I commiserate, we also are conscious about what we're putting inside of us. Like we're blessed with good genes, but you, know, you don't put crap inside your body. So I think that's really important, and obviously you speak to it with a greater intelligence and expertise than I ever will. But just as a lay person who isn't sedentary but isn't isn't doing the Tim Lou workout. Shame, shame. Um, I know. I I don't like working by myself, man. So let me tell you something. So earlier I had mentioned I had said to myself, hey, there are things I need to do. So the first thing I decided to do was since I'm not really taking public transportation anymore, I no longer use what's called in New York City the Metro card, particularly the monthly Metro card, because it doesn't make any sense for me anymore in light of COVID. So I've been walking once a week on Saturdays. I do my food shopping, my big food shopping, and that's a mile and a half each way. So that's three miles round trip. And I walk, I get my groceries, put them in a backpack, and I walk home. Wah, wah. No big deal. I'm not looking for a medal. I just figured, hey, this is one thing I could do. But I'll tell you the other thing that I added on, and I had a partner doing it, and now he's fallen off, not because he's a slacker, but he's actually concerned for my health. So I live in a high rise, and I've always wanted to do this, and I finally did it during COVID. I use the stairs of my building. Go up. Go down, go up, go down, go up, go down. And I freaking love it. But I can't really get anyone else to love it with me. And I had this partner, like I said, but unfortunately he went back to work and he had a lot of COVID cases around him. We were working out with mask on, to be clear. But because he's so concerned for me, he fell off. And because he fell off, I've kind of fallen off. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I don't like working out by myself. I don't. I hate it. I hate it. I'm just an old school man. I just, I like camaraderie. I like a partner. I've never been about a trainer per se. And I'm not, I have nothing against trainers. I want to be clear. That's why you're on. Mm-hmm. But I just like the motivation of, hey, we're doing it together. We're accountable to one another. So... I don't think I'm seeking absolution from you, Tim, but I just I just wanted to share that because I think the audience would find that would find that important. And I think they're probably doing the same thing. 
But I know in doing research with you or about you specifically, you talk about solitary workouts. So would you like to elaborate on that, particularly for someone like me who clearly doesn't have the consistent self-motivation? Yeah, when when you're trying to, you know, maintain your healthy habits, it takes a certain personality to continuously do it by yourself because people need accountability or some sort of support during the way their their fitness journey. Uh, that's why communities are huge or working with a coach or a workout buddy like, you know, your workout partner. But uh, a lot of the times people don't have a plan. They just kind of wing it. So if you're just kind of doing random things, you're going to get random results or no results. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to stay motivated and consistent that way because there's no end goal. There's no specific plan catered to your goals other than just staying active. Uh, there should be some sort of intention when you're working out and your program should keep you on track and on top of it during the whole course of your journey. So, you know, maybe for you, uh, have, I know you hate working out by yourself. It sucks. I understand a lot. Of my, <laughs> I understand a lot of my clients feel the same way, but it, having a plan and having somebody to keep them on track makes the whole journey way better. So yeah, understood. Like mm -hmm. Understood. So getting back to what a client would receive, do you actually have modular, you know, modulars? Ooh, ooh, boy, I botched that. But do you have a modular approach to your videos? Meaning, does a person download, you know, one through five? Or you're not doing this live because you talked about hours of the day being finite. Mm -hmm. So, so how does, you know, how does a new client? How does the process work? Just elaborate a little further. Okay. So during the fitness assessment, we'll see where the fitness levels are at. And for a lot of people who've started working with me, we needed to build a base. So we'll start off with a beginner phase program where we're, where we're learning the fundamentals, uh, get them more confident and comfortable with doing movement patterns. Because whenever you start exercising, anything you do is going to, you want to imagine it as learning a new skill and it takes time for, to build a coordination. It takes time for, to feel the right muscles working and to establish that habit. So I kind of break it up into, into phases. So the first block would be, you know, focusing on basic movement patterns, let's say squats, push-ups, rows, or pull, uh, if they don't have the strength to do some pull-ups like rows and then some lunges. And then next phase we would, progress that like we'll do squats with heavier weight whether it's with dumbbells or barbell they have it kettlebells uh push-ups with your feet elevated bench presses and then you know weighted lunges uh, progress them to teach them how to deadlift things like that so there is a progression and there is a method to my madness <laughs> with my with my programming for my clients but it's all based off of where they're at with their fitness levels and we just scale it up from there sure but again, isn't an actual video download? Is it a oh, live? Okay. So it's uh, it's mapped out in my training app. Uh, all the workouts are there. Uh, the videos are there if you need to watch it. So all I have to do is uh, watch the videos if you need to. Okay, that's what a proper squat looks like. Cool, I'll do my set. Then you'll log your sets, reps, 
and wait you so then we can track your progress throughout the weeks. Hmm. Okay. So you have an actual app? Yeah, it, uh, it's a it's a platform for coaches. Uh, I had, I didn't oh. develop it myself, but I filmed Perfect. like ninety percent of the videos. Wow, that's really cool. I did I didn't know that. That slipped by me. I didn't realize you had an app. It's pretty slick. I don't think I ever met anyone who had an app. Okay. Thanks. No, for real. I'm like, Thanks, oh, that's man. cool. I yeah. mean, I understand it's a platform for people of your ilk, but still, I mean, that's that's pretty cool and it's convenient obviously, in terms of a distribution uh, to your clientele. So obviously standard, you want to work out three to four days a week. Everyone talks about steps now. I have friends that are step freaks. It drives me crazy, to be honest. They're like, hey, I did so, I did 300, I did 4,000. I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) Because, listen, I didn't grow up that way. I'm like, steps? You You mean life? Because that's what it means to me. You know, throughout the course of your day, that's what you did. But now you literally are accounting for it. But you stress that an individual should do 5,000 steps a day. So can you literally explain beyond the actual number the importance of having so many steps, which I make an equivalence to aerobic activity? Sure. So, you know, with the lockdown and everything, everyone's staying at home, right? You know, they're not moving. They're at their desk all day, just sedentary in front of a computer. Nothing's really changed except you're in their, they're in their home instead of being in their office. So they're just as sedentary, if not more than they were before. Cause they can't, they're not getting up out of their, out of their desk and walking around there. Some of my clients, when we started working, the only activity they got was from their chair in their office to their living room, to their bedroom. And then a couple kitchens, uh, kitchen runs just to snack on random stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, like one of my friends. Uh, I'm group, yeah. <laughs> so one of my friends uh, during the initial uh, part of the lockdown, she's in a small, tiny apartment in San Francisco. And she tracked her steps. One of the days, she only got like 300 steps. Like, can you imagine not moving that much during the course of a day? To be that I, I can. sedentary? Yeah. I can because, because of COVID. I mean, I don't have one of those counters, but no. I bet you, and my apartment is big, but I bet you, I bet you I do just as few steps as she does. Right. And if you want to, you know, take the calorie burn and, and all that out of it. If you're not moving, you know, if you're that sedentary, it's just not good for you, for your health, because you're just wasting away. <laughs> <laughs> for a lack of a better term. And I like having step goals because it, it forces you to be con- conscious of how much movement you get throughout the day. And, mm. you know, people say 10,000, which is, you know, which is great. It's an official, it sounds official. It's a great number. But I think for most people, when they're starting off, I think just hitting 5,000, it feels achievable for them. And then mm. they can, they can progress from there. And if you're trying to lose fat, you know, even though you might be getting in your workouts, if you're sitting at your desk for eight hours of the uh, of the day, you're still considered sedentary. So you need to get in as much movement as you can, especially for, for fat loss. Uh, there's something called NEAT. Uh, it's basically uh, the non-exercise, you know, activity that you get, whether it's you know, walking your dog, doing the dishes, your everyday life movements. We want to maximize that in order to 
to burn more calories so we can keep our metabolism doing okay and burn burn some fuel so we're not gaining weight. So you mentioned that acronym. Mm-hmm. Isn't there another acronym that you guys use? I think it's I think it's labeled SAID, S A I D. Is that correct? SAID. Uh, Am I wrong? I uh, I know I know NSAIDs, but not SAID. But uh, um, maybe it was NSAID. Uh, all right, we're going down a rabbit hole. It's okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> I've I heard this acronym recently, and it's supposed to be in the in the in the training community. And I guess the whole premise, and again, I know I botched the acronym, so I apologize. But the whole point was that your muscles are able to do, they're able to adapt. So I think that's the A in the said. Um, they're able oh, to, so, oh, sad, uh, standard uh, adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Oh, okay, there you go. I knew I knew it. Yeah. I knew you knew it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you better know it. You're licensed. Sure. So... Yeah, I just like I said, I just learned that term just around two weeks ago, mm. and I mean to me it makes sense because essentially, to paraphrase what it's what it's stating is that the body can do whatever you put it through. It's going to adapt, so it's going to make the adjustments if you put the body through the adjustments. The fashion geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry B L U B R R Y. They're going to launch in a podcast. Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry, always host fly. So you talking about your process. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You have six fundamentals, a key movement. And that's push, pull, hinge, squat, carry, rotation. Is that correct? Correct. Those are basic movement patterns that everybody should master. Mm. And you're really into this pushing versus pulling. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So going back to, you know, being at a desk all day, a lot of us have forward slouched posture, uh, like our shoulders are all forward, our neck is sticking forward as we're grinding away on our computer. Uh, <laughs> Did you just correct your posture as I was No, that? not no, my posture is <laughs> at it, at its worst with these recordings. That's the story. Okay. Hey, it's what I have to do. Blame Pedro Mendez. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Pedro. So, <laughs> when you have that forward po- posture, people tend to get neck pain, back pain, all that, you know, shoulder pain, all that fun stuff. And if your training program is nothing but you know, bench presses and push-ups, that's going to make that even worse. So we want to balance out our pushing and pulling muscles, uh, our strength ratio for healthy shoulders, for good posture, uh, you know, for general upper back health. So I recommend at least a two to one pull to push ratio. So for every bench press or push-up that you do, you want to do two rows to even that out. Mm. as an example yeah okay so ratio two to one pushing to pulling is that correct or is it pulling the pulling push? you want to do two pulls for every push you do oh okay i'm writing that down okay huh so push and pull i'm just laughing because it just sounds funny to me because so, <laughs> you know in life there's push and pull reg so I saw, and I have to tell you, I'm intrigued, so I'd like you to elaborate on this. 
these TRX cables. What's the deal, man? That seems really <laughs> interesting. No, no. I saw your gram. Ah. I'm like, oh, I think I, I could do that. I like uh, yeah. That. TRX is dope. It's it's basically a suspension strap with two handles where you could do a bunch of body weight exercises. You could do, you know, single leg lunges, you could do rows, you could do push-ups, you could do arms and shoulder exercises, core exercises where you hook your feet up and you do, you know, planks and knee tucks and leg lifts and and things like that. You can get a full body uh, body weight workout doing those. And if you if you live in a facility or a home where you don't have a lot of space and you're limited with what kind of setup you can do for for your workouts, TRX is awesome. Yeah, I I was looking at it, man, because I could do that in my park. Yeah, all you have because... to do is like hook hook it over and then just do your thing. And it's okay. safe. It's like it's not going to slip on me. No, once you're anchored, you're you're hooked and you're locked in, man. You're good. I like it, man. But I I'm not that guy. Meaning I'm not going to have it and I'm not going to use it. But I'm intrigued. Now, on your gram, you had other cables, but but lately you have you've had the TRX. So you're ride or die for the TRX versus the other ones that you demonstrated. I think we want to use every tool available to us. I don't want to get caught up in just using one method. You know, you can get in shape using whatever you have available to you, whether it's dumbbells, whether it's, you know, barbell, whether it's some kettlebells, some bands, a TRX, you don't want to limit yourself to just one training equipment modality. You want to be pretty well-rounded. Mm. So it's good to stay open-minded with uh, your training when it comes to fitness. Plus it keeps things interested, interesting and motivated the whole time good answer mr lou hmm. <laughs> good thank you no i'm I'm intrigued by the cables mm-hmm. uh you'll be happy to know i have a wheel oh you have an ab wheel absolutely man oh. i've had a wheel since since school like, oh, come dang. On, man. Oh, oh, wow. absolutely absolutely i've had a wheel for decades <laughs> like for real yeah. so no, do, you, do you still use it though that's the question no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have it. Right. That's step one. Having the equipment is step one. So You're right. But I want to be clear. I'm not that particularly because I'm an apartment dweller. So sure. I'm not the person who's got, you know, a bike and a bench and, you know, all this stuff and they never use it and their clothes are on top of it. Right. I'm not that I'm not that person. So really, because I'm an apartment dweller and that's why the TRX cables and I'm not going to lie, I did some research on them, and I guess they have two sets, but the one set I'm intrigued with is the, you know, the the portable set that, you know, you could just take anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I like that. And I just walk out my house, you know, get the little TRX fanny pack. I'm not a fanny pack guy. I have it in my hand because I'm cool. And then, you know, go to my park and hook it up on the fence and go to town. I'm like, oh, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm inching towards that. But, yes, I do have a wheel, and, uh, yes, technically it's gathering dust, but I literally know where it is. And after doing research on you, I said to myself, yeah, I'd I like to get back with the wheel. I love the wheel, to be honest. Always do have. It. Do yeah. it. It's great for your abs, especially one nice-looking abs on a strong core. Roll out. Do yeah, it. I need, I need the core. I'm not, I'm not concerned about abs. I'm not that vain. I'm vain. I'm uh-huh. not that vain. 
which actually is a wonderful a wonderful segue. So like I said earlier, you and I met at Menfluential, which essentially is was a is was a menswear emporium seminar blah 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 blah. We talk about WFH, we talk about being sedentary. Lord knows I understand that. But I guess my question is how do you view all of this relating to men being able to still wear their clothes or put a sport jacket on or put a suit back on? So <clears throat> I think maybe for some people, an immediate cop out is, well, if I bulk up, then I'm not going to be able to fit my clothes right. I'm going to have to get a whole new wardrobe. So would you care to uh, chime in on that? Yeah. You know, in the men's wear field, a lot of guys, have customized, tailored shirts, uh, trousers, suit jackets, and things like that. You know, it sucks to gain a little too much weight or lose a lot of weight to where, oh, I need to either take it back to get it tailored again or have to buy all new clothes. And it's expensive and it adds up real fast. But the thing is, you're not going to get huge or super slim overnight. And as long as you figure out what your goals are and you eat accordingly, you should be able to get to a point to where, okay, this is, I like where I'm at. I'm going to stay here and maintain. So then that way I don't bust out of my, my seams cause I'm so jacked or <laughs> I'm so skinny that I'm swimming in my, sh you know, shirt and trousers. <laughs> so there, there's a delicate balance between that and, uh, it, it's very doable, but I think it, you shouldn't use it as an excuse not to focus on your health and fitness. Mm. A, a lot of guys, you know, use menswear as a way to accentuate their, their personality and everything like that. But you also have to get your body right too, because that's an extension of who you are and, sure. and you need both of those, uh, for, for the right image. For the image that you want to portray out in the world. Well played again, Mr. Wu. Seem to have all the right answers. <laughs> You've been doing this for a while. Because you have. Yeah, you launched yeah. your business, what, 2012? Yeah, I started coaching as you know, shortly after I graduated college. So it's been it's been my field ever since. Love it. It's great that you found your passion so early. Yeah, I'm very, very fortunate that I didn't have to bounce around different fields or gigs to, to figure out what I, what I wanted to do. What, what about you? How did you uh, get into the menswear game? Oh. oh, you're asking the interviewer questions. I see. Yeah. Yeah, no one does that. All right, Mr. Liu. Well, to be honest, and it's very clear, particularly on my website, I have always been interested in men's fashion. And the reason why is because that importance was stressed in my family through my mom and in short order, then my late grandparents. So amongst the three of them, it just always was expressed upon being well-dressed, the importance of style and fashion, keeping up your clothes, maintaining your appearance. And it was like a mantra for me. And probably from junior high to high school on, I've advised friends on helping them with their looks. And just a few years ago, I was helping out a good friend of mine, big shout out to Ben Rosenfeld, 
and I helped him change his look. And at that stage, how I was doing it, meaning into adulthood, was, hey, buy me lunch, buy me dinner. You know, that's it. That's that's your fee, so to speak. And he got engaged to get married. And then I helped him with his his wedding stuff, his tuxedo, blah, 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 blah. I won't bore you with that adventurous story because I, I threw a Hail Mary fashion wise to hook him up. But the point is, we were having some Thai food after per my agreement. And he said to me, hey, if you could do this for real, would you do it? And I said, what do you mean? He said, like, if you did this like as a job. And I said, yeah, I guess. He said, well, if you decide to do it, I'll do your website. And that's how I started. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still a young business. And unlike yourself, COVID, candidly, has taken a wallop to my business. Mm. So what I have focused on really is my podcast, which is a spinoff of the business. Right on, So man. because to me, as someone, again, all this gym stuff, you know, translates to sports and activity for me from growing up. And to me, it's kind of like shooting hoops. If the shot's not going in, then you got to work on your defense. So this is this is my pivot, so to speak. I've I've had a pod for a while, but I've been really working on it. And that's when I teased with the shout out with Pedro because he's served as a mentor to me in this podcast space. So I've leveled up recently. And part of that was, hey, you can't go to the studio. An absorption blanket, that's your home studio. You know, some people do it in a closet. I don't have any walk-ins. So, and I have a, I have a very tall ceiling unit. So sound to his discerning ear bounces all around. So, so that's why now it looks like with my led light that I'm having a sleepaway camp in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's why we're not on video, Tim. I want to see you. I'm like, nah, no, you don't. (laughs) But the sound is amazing, but now you you don't want to see me right now. That's all that matters, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. That's right. right. That's all. That's all. That's all that matters for here. So, so yeah. So that's that's how I get into it. I've enjoyed it. I like helping people. No different than yourself. And really, when you think about it, heck, we should try to figure out how to collab, because particularly if you have East Coast people and New York people specifically, or tri-state area people, mm-hmm. you know, you hit on something, and that's why I really I, I fed you that way with the questioning. So working out, dressing well, classic menswear, they all tie into one another. So, yeah, I think I'm going to be pitching you after this pod. Okay, cool. But, yeah, that's that's how it started. And I love doing the pod because I have an opportunity to have individuals like yourself tell tell your story. Because I think one of the things podcasting is about is storytelling. So, and yours really... And, this would always be an important topic, but again, in light of WFH, in light of this pandemic, you readily acknowledge, and fortunately to your credit, it's been a boon to your business, that people are scratching their heads trying to figure out what to do. Certainly, the activity that you offer and the training that you provide really helps individuals keep their mind right as well, something that we haven't talked about. So, because if you're someone like myself who's strictly solo and don't have any friends or family or loved one in my abode, you have to really figure out ways to keep your mind right. 
And one could argue that having, to your point, a set ritual of physical activity aids in that. Absolutely. You have to stay active. You can't just sit all day and be confined to the walls of your apartment. You're going to go crazy. You're going you're gonna to drive yourself mad. You need some sort of physical outlet. And it all ties together, you know, mind, body, spirit. Right. In my research, it seems like you are the number one fan of the push-up. Yeah, push-up, push-ups are great. And it's something that every guy should be able to do, no problem. At least 20 clean push-ups, chest to the floor. It's the most basic upper body exercise you can do. And it's free. You don't need any equipment. And... It's good for shoulder stability, working out your pecs, your shoulders, triceps, keep your core strong. I'm about the push-up. Yeah, I like push-ups. All, all this now, you know, the term is, what is it, body weight? Mm-hmm. So like I think, calisthenics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even jumping jacks. I was doing jumping jacks with my boy with the steps. And I hadn't done a jumping jack since, psh, since I was in school. So, and then doing research on you, reading that, hey, the jumping jack is amazing. I'm like, oh my god, my my boy Matt, he was he he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> and Matt, if you're listening, which you probably are, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but using COVID as an excuse for us not doing steps anymore just breaks my heart. Come on, man, run a couple flights, it's fine. <sighs> I freaking love the steps. I can't, I can't. He was the only person who was willing to do it. I can't convince anyone else to do them. Why don't, for the next time, uh, if he's really concerned about COVID, why don't you start one yeah. flight above? You know, I thought about that, and I never, because I, I was going to offer that when we first started. Yeah. But he was like, hey, let's go. We both had masks on, and, you know, we were literally, you know, two steps behind each other. You know what? I'm going to text him right after this. Because I had told him that I was interviewing you yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. That's right, Tim. I like how you're saying that. I just I hate doing it by myself. <laughs> you know, make, make it a game. Uh, have them chase you, and you got it'll force you to be faster. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he doesn't look like me, so that'd be a weird game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, chase me, chase me, please. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, let's talk about hydration. I grew up in a household in which. Other than fashion, one of the things stressed, drink lots of water, drink lots of water. And in doing research on you again, you're all about that daily an individual should be drinking half their body weight in ounces. So I'm two bills. Mm-hmm. So essentially, I'm 6'2", two bills. So... Essentially, we're talking about how many bottles, how many glasses, how many gallons of water. And I think I drink a decent amount of water per day. Uh-huh. But what does that translate for you? And why is it so important? I, I know it's important, but I'd like to hear a licensed individual's take on why it's important. Sure. You know, most of us are pretty dehydrated, whether we know it or not. Uh, we do need to be drinking more water. When we do, our metabolism's healthier. Uh, we have better mental focus. It helps things move in our body. It keeps our, you know, our kidneys okay, and flushes out toxins uh, when we drink enough 
water and you know it, it just feels good to be hydrated it's better for your skin as well if, yep. yeah if you care about your skin guys drink up uh so for a hundred for you if you weigh to build 100 ounces i mean i have a one of those canteens and they're their 40s a 40 ouncer yep. and that for you just drink two and a half of those and you're good for the whole day it, it doesn't take that much it just takes a conscious effort to to drink more water uh if you struggle with you know, drink enough water, you can have your container of choice. Let's say the, the 40 ounce canteen that I drink, uh, I'll put two rubber bands on there. So every time I finish drinking a whole serving of 40, 40 ounce water, uh, I'll take a rubber band off and then I drink up until both rubber bands are gone. So it's a good reminder for you to, to get hydrated. Uh, one of my clients, he bought he likes to gamify things. He's a gamer. So he bought a water bottle uh, that tells you how much more water you need to drink for the whole day. So, yeah, so there are ways to to remind you to, to drink enough water. But for most people, half your body weight ounces is, is enough. And if you don't have anything to measure by, drink enough to where your, your pee is slightly clear. I drink water out of a liter bottle. So how many liter bottles do I need to be knocking out of a day? Liter? Shoot. Yeah. I, I got to do the math on that. If uh, one <laughs> liter to ounces. Let's see. All right. One liter is 33.8 ounces. So three liters is good for you. Oh, I'm the man. Oh, yeah? Oh, heck yeah. I told you. I grew up I grew up drinking water. Like, I love water. And the words mm. of my late grandfather is the best mm. thing for you. Absolutely. So I love drinking it. And it's so weird to me. I have friends who hate it. And obviously, we're all different. I understand that. But, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I'm like, oh, how could you? Like, it's the best. And then that's usually when they're into it. It's odorous, colorless. I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's great. So I'm a, I'm a walking ad. I love, I love water. So, okay, I'm doing that already. So, okay, that's very cool. You mentioned earlier outdoor gyms. Mm -hmm. So you're in sunny California. I'm in New York. We're still in winter. So, and again, you do stuff remotely, online. But I think the audience would be interested and intrigued. So out there, outdoor gyms, I mean, it probably is a rhetorical question to you, but you know, how is that, how is that, how, how is it? Why don't you just, just talk us through it? How, uh, it how does the outdoor gym thing work? It's different. You know, you, we, I'm very fortunate to where my gym has taken all their equipment outside and we're just, <laughs> <lift>. <laughs> wow. yeah, it, it's crazy, man. California. Uh, only in the, in, in the West coast. No, right. but. Dude, it, just take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's, it, it's a different it's a different feel you know instead of being in a building you're out in fresh air uh well it also the experience depends on the weather so some days we've had rain some days it's been super cold la cold not new york cold to Dumber. where you know it's like it's like 50 degrees and with a big breeze it gets a little chilly here sure. in california <laughs> and it takes sense. a while to, <laughs> it takes a while to warm up but it you're just out out in the open space you you're lifting and you get to see different scenery rather than a mirror um it feels very different to lift 
have a different stimulus to be looking at rather than, you know, the inside of and some mirrors. I think it's cool. It's it's different for a change. It's great, especially when it's sunny. You can walk around, get a tan, you know, uh, a big fan of I, I joke that sometimes in my stories, I'll put like gym tan laundry, you know, <laughs> shout out to Jersey Shore. Uh, that's the um, that's how it is in the outdoor mm-hmm. gyms in California right now. And is that an indef- indefinite setup? Well, until our governor and mayor decide that it's somewhat it, it's okay again, we're kind of stuck with it. But uh, I just got notice from uh, the fitness studio that I work out at that because we're in a 20,000 square foot facility, we are now allowed to have personal training indoors, but only two people in the building at, at once, max. Yeah, gotcha. so makes sense. Two people in a 20,000 square foot facility. Cool. All right. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Hey you'd be safe that makes sense to me (laughs) i'm no scientist (laughs) so tim i like to ask this of all my guests so what does always be fly mean to you what does always be fly mean to me so you know as someone who cares about aesthetics and having a good image you don't want to be sloppy with your appearance you want to look good wherever you may be, especially if you're outside, because first impressions are everything. Uh, and your appearance does matter as much as people like to say otherwise. Uh, you don't want to be, you know, a bum when you're out and about because you never know who you might meet. You know, you might meet somebody who may be a good influence in your life and your social circle, somebody who might help you level up in your life. And you don't want to be a schlub when you meet this person. So you always want to have some care about how you present yourself out in the world because people are quick to judge you based off of your appearance. So you got to look good. Uh, even if it's a t-shirt and jeans, you know, you can still make that look good. Absolutely. Yeah. All 